ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. I am glad to be back with you. Let's do this. I am your host, Paul Swan. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm going to fire up the text machine for you this hour. We're going to get that started. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. We got a lot of things happening to get into tonight. I hope some of you are well rested because we're going to have a late night tonight. ESPN is coming into town already here. They're set up. We're ready to go. Marshall on national television today. It's going to be the Thundering Herd and Southern Miss and Sunbelt action. We've got that game for you. We go back on the air with our pregame later on this evening. 8 o'clock. It's a 9 o'clock tip. And I hope that you're well-rested. I look forward to a great crowd at the Henderson Center. I mean, Saturday is probably going to be a bigger crowd because it's sold out. Tonight, I hope we get close to a sellout for a national television game featuring Marshall and Southern Miss, two foes from the Conference USA days. This thing's not going to miss a beat. There's no, we haven't seen you in a while. There's no, it's been a long time since we've played. It's, yeah, we remember you from last year. Let's go right back at it. So I'm excited for that, and we're going to do it tonight. Again, late night for us. I hope you all can join me here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, on 93.7, the dog. So we've got that coming up tonight. The women are going to tip off at 6 o'clock. They're at Coastal Carolina. And after last week's game, the game on Saturday, part of that doubleheader, I hope that they rebound from that loss. It was a heck of a finish. Unfortunately, it just didn't go the herd's way. It was, honestly, I thought that Marshall, if Marshall plays that way and doesn't put itself in a hole, there are not going to be too many teams in the Sun Belt that can beat this team. With that said, they've got to take care of business and not put themselves in a hole. So we'll have, hopefully, Tony Kemper's comments. That'll be during our post game tonight. Yeah, because we're going to be on the air late. We're going to be on the air from 8 o'clock until at least the game gets over. We'll try to get into coaches' comments, both Tony Kemper's and Dan D'Antoni. So before we're done, we'll try to get into his comments. That way you can hear them. And we'll get your reaction, of course. Again, the text line will be 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So you can be a part of today's show. You can be a part of tonight's post game, as we're going to be live at the Henderson Center for national television game between Marshall and Southern Miss. And, of course, don't forget, we have the game for you as well. I'd, I'd rather listen to Steve Cotton. You can do that on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. I know I'm not supposed to push the TV. I can't help it. I, I know it's a big deal tonight. It's on national TV. You hope Marshall performs well. But if you can't get to the TV, you've got us and we've got it locked in for you here. So I'm excited about that tonight and the women's game as well. Hopefully we get a nice rebound from Tony Kemper's squad. Uh, we got baseball news to get into today. The schedule is out and – 
as some of you noticed, Akron's not on the schedule. Previously on the schedule, Akron had Marshall listed on the schedule. And so when Marshall's comes out today, Akron's not on the Marshall schedule. And then after the release came out, another game got added, Moorhead State's on the schedule. So if you are looking at the Akron webpage, I checked a few hours ago. The Marshall schedule, the Marshall game is scheduled per Akron's website. Marshall, however, the Marshall schedule is the the accurate one on the Herd Zone website. That's the accurate, up-to-date schedule. No Akron game. Instead, Marshall will be playing Moorhead State a couple of times. And again, that got added late after the release came out. So we got the schedule to get into. I'm excited for baseball. I really am. Even though this is going to be the transition year, you got a new coach coming in, hitting the ground running. We'll see what this team is capable of doing with a new coach. And then you've got the transition year, new facility. You'll be able to go out, maybe recruit some players, bring some players in that maybe wouldn't have had interest in Marshall previously. That's going to be big. Now you can go out and say, look, here's where we're at. Here's where we're going. Here's a picture of the construction. That's something a coach has never had the opportunity to do, is take a picture of the construction of the baseball park and say, look, here it is. Here's a photo of where we're at. This is day one. This is day 50. This is day 75. This is day 100. Look at this, how it's coming along. And so that's going to be exciting. This year is going to be fun. Next year is going to be really exciting. So uh, we'll get into the schedule a little bit later as well as the Thundering Herd in action, both in football, I'm sorry, in basketball, men's and women's, and then with baseball. The schedule looks pretty good so far. I know some of you commented and said, yeah, Conference USA schedule looked, you know, more enticing. And it's different. The Sun Belt's going to be different because you don't know these teams. That's the thing. You don't know these teams, how well they're going to perform. You don't know their reputation maybe as much. Some of you do. Some of you don't. For those of you who don't, it's a quality league. You attracted a quality baseball coach, a coach that has spent multiple years at a Big Ten school and then was hired by Akron and then left Akron because this was an opportunity he could not pass up. This was an opportunity for him and really have a chance to turn Marshall into a contender and a premier program for many years to come, the way that soccer has become a premier program, not just in the Sun Belt, but nationally. A program that will always be in the conversation, at least in the foreseeable future. That's what you're trying to do with baseball here. So I'm excited about that. Uh, We do have some sad news today before we go to break. Um, condolences to, uh, to everyone involved. Uh, it, it was sudden, unexpected. Last night, the WVSSAC Assistant Executive Director, Greg Reed, he passed away unexpectedly last evening uh, up in Parkersburg. So um, I didn't have too many opportunities to really interact with uh, Mr. Reed, but you know, a lot of people have uh, spoken fondly of him and and what he has done for high school athletics in the state of West Virginia. So 
I just want to add my my sympathies and condolences as well to everyone who uh, to knew Greg Reed or um, friends and family. Uh, just to um, pass that along as well that uh, you know we, we've got you in our thoughts and prayers as uh, passing away unexpectedly yesterday uh, evening in Parkersburg. So. Uh, yeah, WVSSAC Assistant Executive Director Greg Reed passing away. So um, that um, some somber news today as uh, we get ready for the show. Uh, I hated to see that. I hate to see that anytime you know somebody. Uh, but you know, to hear about that and it's just unexpected. Uh, so uh, some big shoes to fill. Hopefully the um, the people who um, are involved with the WVSSAC will rally around uh, the family of Greg Reed and, and hopefully everyone who was involved in high school athletics will rally around both the Reed family and of course uh, the WVSSAC so um, condolences once again when we continue uh, we're going to hear from Coach Huff yesterday I was off yesterday but I did hop on the Zoom and I know Bill Cornwell, who was in here yesterday, did a fantastic job, by the way. I want to thank Bill for that yesterday. He came in, and um, he talked a little bit about what Coach Huff had to say. And uh, I've got uh, some of his, um, his responses to a few things. So we'll talk about it. Some interesting things from Coach Huff yesterday. Uh, later on, we're going to hear from John Mercer, Marshall's tennis coach. Uh, tennis is in action coming up on – Saturday through Monday, they're going to be at the NIU Invitational. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to catch up with Coach Mercer, as he's always great to come on the show anytime. So I want to continue that, and um, we'll talk to him about Marshall Tennis later on in the program. I'm thinking about uh, 545 he's going to be on with us if you're listening live. So that's what we've got in store for you. We'll hit our first break. We'll punch it in the face. We're going to hit our break right now. When we come back, we're going to hear from Coach Huff and – and Jeff Small, we're talking track and field, and we're talking football with track and field. We'll talk about that when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, January 12th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up later tonight, I hope you have rested because I expect you all to be right there with me. We're going to be at the Henderson Center. As soon as I'm done with this show, I'm going to get ready to go on over to the Henderson Center, set up national televisions in town. It's going to be me up in the auxiliary, the Paul Swan Pavilion, if you want to call that area where they've got me set up. I'm going to be up there tonight. And then I'm going to go up to the sky deck there. Watch this one. I'm hoping it's a loud crowd, a full house tonight for national television. If it looks good on TV, that's that's what we're looking at. We're aiming for looking good on TV and then winning. Look good on TV, win. Those are the two objectives tonight. You're part of, you're part of both those. That's your instruction. Get out there, yell, support, bring on the herd. Look good on TV. Help the herd win. It'll be a great night for everybody. Yesterday, I had a chance to catch up with Coach Huff. He spent 
several minutes talking to us yesterday. Uh, we had a Zoom meeting with him. And basically just a post-bowl Zoom. Here's what we're doing, getting ready for the fourth quarter program, getting ready for the upcoming season because really – does it ever stop? Does Coach Huff get to just sit back and go, you know, I'm going to take a couple months off? Maybe go down to the Cayman Islands? You know, maybe I'm going to go to Tahiti? No, that doesn't work that way. Not for football. Not really. So, chance to catch up with Coach Huff. And I'm sure you've heard some of the things that came out of this yesterday. One of the things that Coach Huff talked about yesterday was how other teams are now watching what the herd does in the portal. And so... It was partially a, hey, you know, we don't mean to not tell you what's going on. It's just that we've got to keep some things close to the vest because when we say what's happening, who we're looking at, who we're talking to, other teams take notice, and then all of a sudden they're jumping on some of the athletes. Maybe they're not doing their work. Instead, if someone gets an offer for a marshal, and you see that someone's got an offer for Marshall, especially if you're working in the in the transfer portal. If people are noticing what you're doing instead of doing their own homework, they're like, oh, okay, maybe we should offer too. Coach talked a little bit about that yesterday, about how other teams are just now watching what the herd does in the portal. There are and has been some uh, recruiting portal watchers um, that are taking advantage of our ability to evaluate and make connections and it's really interesting 30 minutes after we, you know, offer a young man and he posts it, you know, certain schools are to the T three to four minutes behind. Um, but that's the world we live in. So we've been a little bit more selective on, um, you know, just kind of posting and talking about those things just because, again, until they actually show up on campus and actually go to class, um, they're not really committed to Marshall um, or any university. So if you're not seeing a lot of movement, you're not seeing social media activity, you're kind of like, well, who's the herd going after? Now you know why you might not hear some of that stuff. It's because, again, you know why you don't hear about injuries as much? Especially in college. In the pros, it's different. It's a different beast. In college, do you think a coach is going to just willingly say, hey, here's who's injured Here's who might have an issue. Because if that player is banged up and there's some injury issue, but they're still playing or they're coming back from something, you don't want to be specific because other teams will use that against you. Same thing here. So that's what Coach Huff is talking about. Now you got to be a little bit more careful how we, how we approach the portal because, again, some schools, some recruiting people maybe don't do – the diligent work that Marshall's doing. If Marshall's making an, an, an offer, well, hey, that, that player must be good. We need, we need to be looking at that player. I think, it's, um, I think it's a good tactic, to be honest. And honestly, until that kid is on campus, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in, in the players that Marshall's talking to, but when, when those kids are on campus is, and signed, that's when I'm really interested. Until then, it's all speculation to me. Something else that's been happening, and you might have caught this yesterday. Deion Sanders, who has so far been pretty good as a football coach. He's brought a lot of excitement in moving to Colorado now, taking over that program, bringing a lot of energy and excitement. People are talking about Coach Prime and how he does things, and 
He's been successful so far. We'll see if he can take it to the next level at Colorado. But Coach Prime, according to Coach Huff, tried to poach an unnamed player away from Marshall. One of the guys that is committed and is here got a message from Coach Prime yesterday asking if he would be interested to go to Colorado. So I know you guys think that I'm just holding this information to make it difficult on you, um, but it is is still very uh, – very active in recruiting. So I get it. Now you've got coaches that are actually trying to poach players. I knew we'd get into this because players are now more flexible. So, hey, that we need a good player. Who can we get? Hey, maybe I can lure this good player away. We know that this is uh, someone who could fit our needs. Well, how do we get him away from Marshall? Well, maybe, just maybe, maybe we try to – offer them something, and get them to, to come over here. We're going to see that a lot. And something else Coach Huff talked about yesterday was how Marshall is, I'm, I'm going to use his phrase, closing the gap. Marshall, there's pay inequity between Marshall and the other schools. Marshall is not at the top by any metric. Marshall is pretty close to the bottom. And so... Coach Huff talked about how finally, with the help of, of the administration, Board of Governors, that things are becoming a little bit more balanced, still have a ways to go. But now Marshall is, quote, closing the gap on pay inequity in the league. We were third to last um, in staff salary um, compensation last year, um, third to last in the Sun Belt, only in front of JMU and ULM, um, with some additions and some help from our administration and Board of Governors, we were able to close the gap and, and kind of be more in the middle of the pack. Um, obviously, we're going to still continue to scratch and claw until we're near the top, but just some of the things we talked about, you know, going into the Sun Belt. Although, you know, on the field is exciting and, and the regional rivalries that it brings, um, there's still some things that we need to do from an infrastructure perspective um, to be competitive. So closing the gap behind the scenes, making sure that if a coach moves on or they lose staff, it's for reasons that not necessarily are pay related. I mean, let's be honest. If you like your job and you're getting a fair wage and you you feel that, okay, this is a good amount of money. I can live off this. I like working here, and I feel that I can I can keep my head above water. I'm not just scratching to, to I'm not just scratching, scratching, scratching and and not making enough money to live off of. If you can have a, a, a good quality of life, and do what you want to do and work where you want to work, you don't seem to be as compelled to say, you know what, I'm going to go over here. You're not making moves based on, okay, I like it here, but I can get paid more here. And it's not, we're not talking about making a lateral. That's something that I personally would not do. I'm not, I'm not making a lateral in, in my life. I'm not going to go somewhere else and the reason being is 
if all things are equal, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Now, if there's a tremendous amount of, of revenue here that's going to come my way, like, for example, if ESPN called me tomorrow and said, look, we're going to offer you $500,000 a year, half a million. We're going to offer you half a million. Would you take the job? Yes, I would. And my boss would be saying, yes, you are. Because he's a good guy like that. And so this is 930 WRVC Huntington, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, your orange and black home of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't know why that did that, but we'll fix that. And I'm not going to make a lateral. So you don't want these coaches like making, you know, you don't want these coaches leaving based on pay. If all things are being equal, if they're happy at Marshall, you want to retain them. So Coach Huff, you know, really happy about, you know, closing that gap. And he's also talking about trying to retain players now and attract players because of NIL. It's here. He said it yesterday. NIL is real. And he talked about the importance of trying to find ways to be competitive in that space. The Thunder Trust is an example. And so... NIL, very important to this day and age now in college athletics. Um, you got to have some money to retain your really good players. Um, and then you got to have some money to attract, um, you know, some other players. And not just using it as, you know, hey, we'll pay you to come play here. But what opportunities do I have in NIL coach if I come to Marshall are the questions you get in recruiting. Um, and how can I create value for myself um, in the NIL world at Marshall, not necessarily, hey, we'll give you $100 if you come here, we'll give you this, um, but what opportunities am I going to have? And the trust has allowed us to create some of those opportunities, both for our current players and the players that are coming in. I liked his example. Hey, we'll give you $100. I'm not taking that, Coach. I need more. $100 sounds nice. I need more. I mean, sure. 100 is greater than zero, and so I will take $100, but if you're going to give me 100 uh, let's talk. Let's go up a little bit. Let's, let's boost that up. You get it where he's going at here. They're not, trying to, they're not paying players to, to play. It's not pay to play. It's creating value opportunities because kids are going to ask, okay, hey, I really like Marshall, but what value can I create for myself? Kids are not naive. By any stretch of the imagination, because they got people in their ear, they got their family talking to them, they've got other people who think they know what's going on, they see examples, they're looking for ways to increase their value because now these are not student athletes, these are brands. These are brands. How can I improve my brand? Well, part of that's going to be on me. I have to put the work in on the field. But What's the reward for that? Well, you'll get seen. Oh, that's great. What other things are happening that, you know, I'm, yeah, sure. I might be seen at Marshall, but what, what other value opportunities are out there for me? Because a lot of these kids are not going to make it past college. Not going to make it past college. And the other thing is, according to Coach Huff yesterday, a nearby school. He didn't name the school. He said a school nearby tried to lure a player away with an NIL deal. Quick story, there's a university very, very close to here 
that called one of our starters and wanted to know if they'd be interested in coming to their university for some NIL. It's real. It's not just a, you know, oh, well, we hear about it. It's really happening. There are multiple players on our roster um, that are getting calls and getting options and opportunities um, to go other places to play for bigger NIL deals or promises or contracts or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think we're in a very unique spot. Um, as of today, we haven't lost anyone due to NIL, um, but I think that day is coming. That day is coming. He is correct. That's Coach Huff. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit more from him, and we're going to hear from Jeff Small, and we're going to get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. From our text line, uh, we've had a texter who says that they're at the women's basketball game at Coastal tonight. Said, man... They have a small gym. Go herd. Yeah, you're going to find out some of these places are going to be cracker boxes and some of these places are going to be palatial. And I think Marshall needs to find its, its happy medium. If I had money, if I had money, I would. One, I'd try to round that, that arena out as best I could. I'd try to round it out. I'd probably try to gut the upper level, make that maybe more luxury suites. And I would fill those seats in the end zone, not those at upper level, the ones that are still there, the chair backs. I try to round out the end zones a little bit more to make that up. And I would do away with that seating and maybe make that into um, like suites. Basketball suites, I'd get some serious money out of that if, if I had money to gut the Henderson Center. And, I, of course, I would do a lot of things with the concourse. But, yeah, you're going to find that. Some of these arenas you're going to are going to be really, really nice and palatial, and others are going to be better than high school arenas, but maybe not that big. So that was interesting to hear. From our text line, Looking forward to the game tonight, but I worry when I consider Dan Tony's win-loss record for televised games. I don't think it's too good. Maybe I'm wrong. Go hurt. Okay, that needs to be a stat. That needs to be a stat. I'm going to have to assign that to someone or find out myself. What are we considering a televised game? Because in this day and age, Marshall games, for the majority of the games, for the most part, are going to be on ESPN plus the e the s the p and the n with the plus so do those count as televised games or are we talking about cable television not streaming not over the top but proper traditional television which includes cable cable and satellite is that what we're talking about for television and then we need to maybe look at his win-loss record. Or are we talking maybe not for televised games, but national television? Is that what we're looking for here? So that would be interesting just to know since that was brought up. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Should be a fun one. Marshall coming into the game tonight. Against Southern Miss, we've got it for you here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 9:30. This is the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9:30. 
This is going to be a quick segment. I got John Mercer on the other side of our next break, so I want to get to him quickly. But before we do that, I did promise you we would hear a little bit more from Coach Huff. And I want to talk about track and field, believe it or not, because track and field is coming back. Men's track and field at Marshall University. And so Coach Huff yesterday talked about the value of having a track and field program for recruiting, including attracting more players and illustrating a point he lost out on a recruit because they wanted to run track Marshall didn't offer track we lost a recruit last year uh, to another university because we did not have a track team and he wanted to run track Um, so now this helps us to be able to recruit some multi-sport athletes um, in high school that want to run track in college so I think it's a uh, positive all the way around so it's a positive for football it's also a positive for Marshall track coach Jeff Small He spoke yesterday on the value that football brings to starting men's track back. He's going to benefit early and maybe often. Well, I think it I think it can be huge for us and it can be huge for the football program to to be able to offer that. Uh, I know in the past we probably lost out on some good football players who wanted to run track, but we didn't have the opportunity to to offer that to them. So uh, if we can become that school where you can go to Marshall, play on a fantastic football team and also be able to run track, uh, I think it's just a great opportunity. Everyone was talking football yesterday about football players running track. I wanted to know about some crossover from other teams, and I didn't know this. I really didn't look at it too closely. Coach mentioned that there are a couple of baseball players, but there's one player that Coach covets on the basketball team. I'd love to see Tavion try the high jump. <laughs> I mean, uh, he may go to the NCAAs right off being All-American. But uh, well, actually, there's two baseball players that worked, worked with us uh, the last couple months and are planning on, on staying with us until they get go to their 20-hour weeks uh, this semester. So um, those are the, the you know, the, we do have two baseball players. Uh, but Tavion's the one that kind of comes to my mind. Tavion's the guy. He wants him to, uh, to compete in the high jump. Quick timeout, and we'll have John Mercer on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, January 12th edition. Let's just jump right into it. My friend and sometimes sports nemesis, John Mercer, head coach of the Marshall tennis team, is with us on the program now. Um, how are those Penguins doing? Doing good? You like them? Uh, yeah, you know, good, good uh, position for this time of the year. Yeah, they're doing uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, you never know. You just get to the playoffs, right? Did you uh, Did you watch the Outdoor Classic? I did not. Uh, I was actually out of town. I was in Orlando recruiting. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, watching some uh, female tennis players down there in Orlando. So, it was nice. John Mercer's with us. Um, so, hey, uh, tennis is coming back. What 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 gives here? Saturday through Monday, the uh, NIU Invitational. Are we doing this again? Is it your turn to be back? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's nice to get started. So, uh, got everybody back to school in the last few days. Uh, you know, the usual flight issues that everybody has nowadays. Uh, but eventually everybody made it back and uh, playing a little bit of a warm-up tournament this weekend, uh, heading up there. It's based more like the fall tournament. 
uh, trying to get uh, some matches for them, get their feet on the ground. And then, uh, you know, 10 days from then, we uh, play at uh, Kentucky. So, uh, you know, we'll get, get running them. What has changed between last season and this season? You know, are things different now that you're in the Sun Belt? Are, you know, are you seeing, you know, all of the, the new things that are happening with a new administration? What, is, uh, what has made its way to you and what's still to come? Uh, everything. <laughs> everything is moving fast. So, yeah, from an administrative standpoint, great. You know, great interest in our program, uh, a lot of support, uh, you know, a lot of support personnel, which is great, uh, you know, allowing us to just kind of be more coaches, uh, you know, and work uh, with our players. And uh, so that's great. You know, they're streamlining a lot of things, but just, you know, a lot of people in place from the student-athlete program to strength and conditioning to academic sport, uh, you know, really, really good. So. Uh, you know, on that end, it's really good. Uh, facilities, we've got new lights that are indoor, uh, you know, which is really good, uh, making it nice for our players there. Uh, so that's looking up. And then uh, from the team standpoint, yeah, I just had a, you know, really good recruiting class last year. I think we were ranked eighth in the mid-majors uh, as far as recruiting classes go. Uh, so had, you know, four really nice players come in. And, uh, you know, they'll probably – you know, at some point during the season, uh, at least two of them to start out will be in the top three in our lineup. So, uh, you know, uh, we definitely added a lot of strength there. And uh, I think we'll just, uh, you know, be better than we were last year. And then, of course, going into the Sun Belt, that's a whole new deal because going into the Sun Belt, we're going back to the uh, conference schedule, which is nice that, you know, we didn't have in Conference USA all those years. So that would be a little easier for everybody to follow us being uh, in the conference and, you know, they'll kind of see, uh, you know, where we stand, you know, wins and losses. And uh, we should uh, do well. We should have a good year. How important is that to have a ladder to be competing on, to look at the standings, see where you're at, and have that additional goal for your team? I think it's great. I mean, I think, you know, you know you're playing for a regular season championship. Uh you're creating some rivalries. I mean, there are a lot of schools in Conference USA that we would play. Uh, well, I mean, some we play in the beginning, like Central Florida and Tulsa, who turned into pretty good rivalries, and then they were gone. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, you would play somebody and uh, you know, have a good match at the conference tournament, and then you literally wouldn't play them for four years. Uh, so I think it makes a lot more sense to the student-athletes. Uh, you know, it gives them, you know, a different type of incentive, uh, not that they weren't motivated before, but I think, you know, from my standpoint, I think, uh, you know, I do, as long as I think the, the players do, I think they feel more sense of, uh, being part of the university and being part of a conference, uh, which I think is just, just really important for everybody. John Mercer's with us, Marshall tennis beginning, um, its season, with the NIU Invitational. Now, you mentioned you have some players coming back and you have some new names. Uh, two things for you. First of all, I'll need a pronunciation guide. I always do with your squad. But some of the, the new names, who do you expect to stand out right away that you alluded to that will be uh, in your in your starting uh, lineup, your top top numbers? Uh, well, if you look on there, JoJo. So uh, she's from Sweden, and uh, she came in at a really good fall. Uh, basically played 
uh, you know, one and two in a lot of flights. Uh, play it even with a lot of girls who play in the Power Five schools, the South Carolinas and Washingtons, and uh, so did really well in the tournaments. Uh, so she's going to have a huge impact on our team. Uh, of course, Emma, who returns, who played one for us last year. And then uh, Dora, uh, who came in, who's from Serbia. Uh, people, you know, kind of research her a little bit. She's a little bit older. Uh, actually was had a pretty uh, high pro ranking at one point. Uh, went back to school back in Serbia and uh, is back here and will have a couple years eligibility. So uh, they'll all, you know, those two will make an immediate impact and, and really give us a, a lot of strength at the top. So uh, they're players that were getting recruited by some really good power five schools, and we were fortunate enough to come out in front, and uh, we have them here in Huntington, which is great. John Mercer is with us, head coach of the Marshall women's tennis team, the Thundering Herd getting underway with the NIU Invitational. Who's in this Invitational? Because this is from Saturday to Monday, so I'm assuming you're going to be taking on a multitude of teams. Uh, what's the What's the agenda look like? Yeah, so four teams, DePaul, Montana State, us, and NIU. And uh, they're just going to do it as a flighted tournament. So, uh, you know, it would be like an A flight, B, C, D probably. Uh, we we aren't taking Emma and, and uh, JoJo uh, just because they're uh, – we, we have this date limitation. And they played a tournament in the fall. That they, actually did really, they actually got to the quarters of our regional tournament. I don't know if you remember those days when – uh, we had some pretty good teams get to the finals and actually win the finals, but uh, they got to the quarters of the doubles, which is probably the best you know result we've had in the last couple of years. Uh, but we need to sit them a date. So rather than sitting during an actual uh, team dual match date, uh, we're going to sit them out of this tournament. Uh, you know, let them get some practice at home, and then uh, you know go with the other uh, nine that we have on the squad. So uh, which is actually really good because it's good opportunity for for those players to kind of you know show how you know how much work they put in over break and you know where they stand now coming back uh and help us develop a, a lineup down through the you know three four five six spots uh you know come the, the following week my guest is john mercer marshall women's tennis beginning action saturday through monday at the niu invitational you alluded to streamlining things making things easier for you allowing you to coach and letting other aspects of uh, the student-athlete experience be managed by people who probably will able to focus solely on that. What specifically has happened? Uh, you know, better training, better you know, nutrition. What are some of the things that you're seeing immediately right away that's going to make it easier for you to be the coach? Uh, well, the first, uh, Robin, my assistant, uh, <laughs> during that COVID period, I was without an assistant, as we've talked about before. And now he, he was here all last spring, so he got a good feel where we were. And so he was able to hit the ground running in the fall. And he's been, you know, a big help recruiting, you know, working out with players, uh, you know, just the, everything. I mean, they have another person on hand, coaching staff. Uh, and, you know, of course, that's what you're seeing now. They're adding coaches to all these sports. Uh, it's just huge. I mean, it just gives you more of a more opportunity to go one on one, you know, with your student athletes and and really work with them. And so that's a big help. Uh, strength and conditioning uh, changed a lot. Uh, you know, we're going more individualized with the student athletes again uh, because of the staffing situation. Uh, that gives them the ability to kind of 
individualize our programming more uh, with each individual. So let's say you have one player that needs more strength, they can get more strength in their workouts. You have another one that needs more speed and agility work, you know, they can individualize their workouts more speed and agility-wise. Uh, you know, student-athlete program, they've added staff to that, which, again, is kind of making it so that there's a better ratio uh, with staff, and so that's great. So, and then just, you know, administration itself, you know, they, they've done a great job really streamlining a lot of the paperwork, you know, which is just now online. And the world we live in, right, it's just tap, 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 and you're done, <laughs> so instead of actually doing some of the other stuff. So really everything. I mean, it, it, it's really it's neat to see, and uh, it, it's, it's just it, it makes, like I said, it makes our jobs as head coaches easier because we can focus on the thing that we probably got in, the reason we got into the sport and what we really love is us coaching in the sport. And uh, so that's, you know, exciting and it's exciting to really see it coming to fruition and develop and, you know, all the things Christian is doing and Deborah and Beatrice, I mean, it's great. I mean, they, you know, they're really trying to help us, which is, which is great. He's John Mercer, the head coach of the Marshall women's tennis team, the NIU Invitational, your first look at what the herd's going to be all about. And then you're taking on the, the always tough nemesis of so many martial athletic programs, Kentucky. Yeah. <sighs> what can we say about Kentucky? What can we say? Uh, good team. Okay. Uh, you know, always very athletic. Uh, always, uh, you know, very high energy team. Always will bring a lot to the match. Uh, but a match that we should be competitive with. Uh, you know, we're playing that level now. So, uh, you know, we'll be excited to go there, you know, excited that they gave us the opportunity, and uh, we'll see if uh, we can take advantage of it. He's the head coach, Marshall women's tennis team, John Mercer. I told you we'd get this done real quick. You know, we uh, we didn't spend 20 minutes just um, beating up each other over our professional football teams. Hey, how are your Steelers this year? How are they doing? Where are they you playing know, this weekend? You know, Where are they playing? I was saying that there should be a rule. That you know, if your starting quarterback isn't eligible for the playoffs, uh, you know, i.e., Miami, Baltimore, you know, Miami is what like one and five without Tua, one and six. Like, why are they in the playoffs? You'll be okay. It's a it's a it's a rebuilding year. You know, en- enjoy your rebuilding year. How about that? Enjoy your rebuilding. Think, year. Think, of, think about that, right? Yeah, I'm probably uh, uh, one of the worst eight teams in the NFL right now, and they're in the playoffs. I'm, I'm not worried about but, uh, it. You know what? Hey, the Steelers are not in. Hey, enjoy that. Uh, we'll hey, be you know a- what? Good, good luck. Good luck to your Bengals. They're, Thank you. They're really good. Thank you. Yeah, hey. yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'll be rooting for them. Yeah, you and know what? Ne- next, next you time know? you see uh, Kemper, just look over to him and says, "Don't forget, Swan <laughs> wants to remind you, Burrow owns Mahomes." Just, just lean over to him when you see him next time. Like, don't forget, Burrow owns Mahomes. Yeah. Well, Tell him I, I said hello. I, I, like, I like my quarterback there at, at Pittsburgh. Okay. You know, I voted for him as a Heisman versus, uh, yeah, I think number three on the Heisman. Yeah, I did. And with that, we're out of time, John. We got to go. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.